Hi everybody, this is Joseph Carlson and this is episode 6 of Gaming with Grief, my weekly podcast about how I deal with gaming or how I deal with grief and uh, use gaming like board games and uh, card games and things like that to deal with uh, grief. Uh, Today my wife is going to be talking with us, all of us, we're all going to be talking about uh, our first, uh, our son who passed away um, on January 3rd, yeah. January 3rd, uh, 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know if we're really going to talk about uh, gaming a lot because it, um, it wasn't, there wasn't a lot of gaming. There was a lot of hospital time. Uh, but we just want to talk a little bit about, you know, what it was like. And uh, yeah, so I don't know how long this episode is going to be. Um, also, uh, again, if you want to write to us, well, first off, uh, my wife and I are not licensed counselors. Uh, we are going to counseling. It is helping us a lot, both separately and as a couple we're going. And, uh, I mean, you agree it helps, right? I agree, yeah. yeah. I think it's very important. Yeah, so like I tell people at every podcast, like, go to, if you're religious, go to your pastor, go to a priest, or if you can, go to therapy, because it's good to talk about this stuff and to know that you're not... You know, alone. I think the biggest thing when we started going to counseling, I realized is like the stories that the uh, our therapist tells about other people. You know, which mm-hmm. you know he doesn't give their name or anything. He's very general, but the idea that you know you aren't alone and and people do have a lot different situations that like you know things mm-hmm. happen to them. So it's all it's all pretty mind blowing. Um, but yeah, you I forget you can't even say you're pregnant. I remember the first baby you gave me the pregnancy test, and I thought you it thought was, it was a kazoo. I thought it was a kazoo or a flash drive. Mm-hmm. And then the, the second baby, we were also very cautious, and we didn't really tell a lot of people. Uh, and we were we were very quiet with everybody when we said that you know you're expecting again mm-hmm. because we didn't want a lot of people to know. Um, and then you know then you had to go to the hospital. There was problems, and then. Uh, we had, when we were in the hospital, we had a doctor come to us and kind of tell us what was going to happen with the, we had a neonatal doctor come and say, these are the things that you're going to expect, uh, when your son passes, you know, like, and she said, we'll do whatever you want. We'll try to save the baby or do whatever we can. Um, but I'll be honest, like it was at 22 weeks is when he was born. Mm -hmm. Um, so you just, his lungs weren't developed. So they would have been developed in two more weeks. Right, but I remember the doctor saying even that's not a guarantee that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they said that's your, it's better, but not guaranteed that the baby will do okay, because obviously if your lungs are very underdeveloped or any part of your body isn't developed, they have to try harder to save the baby, and they said there was stuff they could have done to mm-hmm. save them, but we elected to not do that because they said we probably only have about 20 minutes max, and we had maybe, what, 15 minutes, and then he passed away. And I think if he would have survived, he would have had a whole host of health issues. Right. And the doctor described all those, and it sounded terrible, you know? Mm-hmm. You do see random Facebook videos, videos with people saying that they tried to, you know, they saved, like at 22 weeks, their kid was born, and they did everything they could, and they... They saved the baby, but uh, to me, that's the exception to the rule. I think we were, I mean, I, don't, uh, I was in shock kind of, and they just said, well, what do you want to do? You know, we can scramble everybody and have them up here, but, you know, it's probably for not is basically what the doctor said that, you know, and we decided, well, let's just let it run its course because mm-hmm. we don't think we're going to have that much time. And we didn't. We had about, what, 12 to 15 minutes, I think, and then mm-hmm. he, he passed. So, 
Yeah. Um, really sucked. I think it was special that we got to hold him. We did get to hold help help. <laughs> I did get to hold him. It was very it was great. But it, mm-hmm. I couldn't cut the umbilical cord. I was too nervous. And also, you know, you're. Uh, the only thing I'll say is I understand for grieving people, they want to, they say, you know, take as much time as you want. And they put them in a little bassinet even after he passes. But it is weird. To after spend. a while, that's strange. It is strange because they change color, you know? Mm-hmm. And, the, uh, purple. Purple, yeah. like whole hues of purple. Purple. Yeah. And they, they dress him and they, they filled out a birth and death certificate for him. Uh, a live birth certificate, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, um, got his little feet, got his feet on it, which is nice. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's some people that were there. Your parents were there. Mm -hmm. My mom was there. My dad went out of the room. Right. During obvious points in the Mm -hmm. procedure, he left the room. Mm -hmm. Um, but they were there for us, you know, which was nice. Um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't, uh, I don't know. It's weird because it's. I don't know. It gives you a lot of context when you see movies and stuff. Like, I remember after it happened, you watched a movie about a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like you you get a lot of context for all that kind of stuff. So instead of it being something that's far away in a, movies, in a movie or something, you're like, oh, yeah, It's, it's a lot more personal. Yeah, you understand all that stuff, you know. So, yeah, I mean, I don't wish it on anybody. Uh, I did see some Twitter. Somebody I follow on Twitter, they sent a thing. They had a newborn, and they said, you know, this is our fourth try basically and we've lost three other kids but now we get to hold this little one and he was it was a boy he was a newborn but uh yeah i don't know it's it's hard i've read stories of women having five or seven miscarriages and i don't uh well that's really tough but mine's a different situation as well where um you know i can't hold a baby full term right i mean everybody's a little bit different for why they can't and that's mm-hmm. one of the things that the doctors always tell you is the worst thing we can say to people is we don't know and mm-hmm. you know uh, they did know in our situation but uh you know it's heartbreaking because you want to you want to do something and sometimes you can't there's nothing you can do so you're really powerless mm-hmm. so yeah i mean uh i'd say the only thing that helped like gaming wise was the fact that uh, like I said with my mom last week, there was like moments where you just, you just play like the switch or something just to get your mind off it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I divert your attention off of right. the problem. Yeah. And I, I think I, I've read a lot of negative things about that, that it's terrible or you're ignoring stuff, but I, I think that you, your brain just needs a rest because I, you'll just dwell on just like my father, you know, when he came over and asked me about video games and he doesn't care about video games. You know, he did that just because I think people were just asking him about the cancer. And he was sick of answering questions about the mm-hmm. cancer. He wanted to talk about something completely different other than cancer. Yeah, and you shouldn't have to focus on that all the time. All the doesn't time. mean that you forgot about it. Yeah, the only, the only bad thing is, you know, when you, when you do announce, we waited with Adam, but we still did tell people we were expecting. And, um, you know, when you have to go back and people are like, hey, how's it going? That's mm-hmm. the worst, you know, and you say, and like oh. giving the story and you have to tell the story again and again. Uh, I remember I told a coworker and cause he hadn't seen me for a couple of days. I went to a job site in Seattle and uh, I, I told him what happened cause you have to tell the story again. Cause he's, Oh yeah, you're expecting all this. And then I hadn't seen a couple of days. What's going on? And you tell him 
And then he says, well, that makes everything I'm doing now seem kind of stupid. You know, because he was complaining about this and that on the job site. But he said, that seems kind of trivial now. And I said, well, it's not, you know, thanks, but it's not, you know, you didn't, it's not your fault or anything. So Mm -hmm. it's, uh, but everybody was really supportive, you know. Um, You did have somebody over the phone say, well, like, well, you know, why don't, you know, just pull yourself up and try again type thing. And I don't know, that's kind of, my my wife's shaking her head right now, by the way. It it was inappropriate. Yeah, I mean, to... You know, just to do that, like, I I don't understand. Not everybody is the same. Yeah, everybody has a different situation with mm-hmm. their bodies or medically. So yeah. there's reasons why people can't do certain things. So mm-hmm. it does bug me when people are like, well, what's the big deal? I had five and then I had two kids, you know. And I, I do, there's some podcasts that we listen to that women talk about their miscarriage, but then now they have children. So we don't have children. So it's a different thing where obviously going through miscarriage, you know how painful that can be. But if you have kids... Mm-hmm. Afterwards, that could seem good, you know, like well, yeah. a relief. Everything worked out. Mm-hmm. You're holding your baby, daughter, mm-hmm. or son. But when you don't have that, then it's uh, and yeah. it's a whole different monster as a woman when you're told that your body can't handle it. Yeah, that like, was one thing period. the doctor said that you know that it's mm-hmm. it's like it, we didn't have a problem getting pregnant. You had a problem staying pregnant, basically. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I just want you to know I don't blame you at all. I've never blamed you for what happened. So I've told you in therapy I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I love you. And, uh, yeah. Thank you. I love you, too. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, everybody out there that's going through it, like I said, again, we're not licensed counselors, but please, no. please go see somebody. If you can afford it, make sure your insurance covers it. Talk to somebody. Um, I would say get somebody licensed because even though our friends and everything and family were really supportive, you do get people that are like, oh, that's just like when my second cousin's roommate's kid passed away. Um, and so I don't like that. Yeah. You need somebody objective that doesn't know you. Yeah. Hence the licensed therapist. And, and the part of us being in it together where every week when, well, when we go together, you know, both of us. Uh, get called on our BS once in a while where you say, I think this is a problem. And the therapist goes, that's not, that's not the real problem. You know, you're the real problem or whatever, you know? And, and he's done it to both of us. So, you know, you're not immune to... Because with your friends, I think it's easy for them to see your side. Mm-hmm. Maybe not see the whole picture and go, oh, yeah, you're totally right, you know? But, mm-hmm. like, when you're in therapy and they say, no, you, that's what you're doing is wrong, you know? You're like, oh, I never thought of that that way, you know? And as, as long as you're open to that, some people aren't. You know, they don't want to do it, you know, because I get I think maybe learning the truth for some people of how flawed they are is uh, people get upset. So um, but you have to be open to being able to do that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was hard. It's hard. It's still hard. I think it's about still it. hard. Yeah, I think about him every day, you know, so well, I felt him in my tummy, too. For a short yeah, period I mean, of time. That, that was when he was at the the 21 week mark is mm-hmm. when they start to move around. That was that was one of the coolest things. Yeah, and she would always every when he started to move every five or ten minutes, you'd call me into mm-hmm. whatever or you know, hey, he's moving again, and you know, at first I thought it was just the food we ate, but it's him, you know, like mm-hmm. the, and just to feel him move a little bit, I felt him move. It's weird, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, again, um, I do have a email address now. It's gwgjac 
at Outlook.com. Again, that's G-W-G-J-A-C at Hotmail.com. I probably should have said that in the beginning, but we just started talking. So if you want to write in, uh, let me know. Um, the uh, you know the address is there. There will also be comments below the podcast. I'll allow you to download them or play them from SoundCloud. I'll put them on the website. This will post Monday, which I think is the first. Yes. So, yeah, it'll, it'll post on the first at 7 in the morning. Um, like I said, any questions or comments or anything like that, uh, let me know. Um, yeah, this is, a, this is a tough episode. I usually try to, just like with my mother, we try to do these early, but, you know, my wife wanted to do this, but uh, I definitely put it off today. We didn't really do a lot today, but I, I didn't want to do it. It's, it's tough to rehash and talk about it more, you know, even though you think about it every day, which I do. Yeah. Every day. Yeah, it's 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 different from my side of the table because I was holding, you mm-hmm. know, it's in, you know, it was inside you growing. Yeah. Yeah. And for you, so we both have different views of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, it, it was it was rough. Uh, but we have each other still, you know. Hanging out. We have two fur babies. They're asleep. We do, and we have a cat. It's uh, We're in the Pacific Northwest. It was very hot today, so the dogs played in the morning, and now they're sleeping. Mm-hmm. Because what else would they do? They have to take a pre... Pre-nap. Uh, they have to take a pre-nap before their next nap, and then they will have a like a dinner nap. Like after we eat dinner, they'll have a nap. Yes. They, they like to nap. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Uh, so, again, uh, this will post Monday... Uh, the 1st of July um, and uh, if you have any questions or whatever you leave a comment under the video or um, you can write to me again at uh, gwgjac at outlook.com and uh, if you don't want me to read it on the air I understand if you want me to read it on the air I'll do that um, next week I think I think I read a really good quote about grief do you remember the artist his name was Nick Cave He's like a British artist. He was really big in the 90s. and I don't think... I don't think, I don't think long story so. short, I guess his son passed away. Like it was, a, I think, a drowning accident. Something terrible. And his son was, I think, under 10, I think. And he, he actually has a, like a blog where he writes about grief and people write in. And uh, it isn't really about gaming, but he had a really good quote, and I'm paraphrasing. He basically said that... You know, they said, how has it affected you thinking about your son? You know that he passed away. And he said something about uh, in the letter that grief and love are intertwined. Like to understand love is to understand grief because mm-hmm. sooner or later that love will go away. You know, like either someone passes away or they move away or mm-hmm. leave your life. And so uh, I thought that was a really interesting quote. That is interesting. So I, I want I to check it. I'm going to check his website out and then I'll probably talk about it next week because I think that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And plus, he's a musician, so he's coming at it from a different thing of actually using music uh, to deal with his grief. And he also does a lot of, like, weird... uh, His things... Most of his songs tell a story. And his most famous album is called Murder Ballads. And it's about, like, these weird, like, turn-of-the-century murders. And he writes these stories in the song. And he has, like, a half-orchestra in the album. So it's, like, these really orchestral, Mm -hmm. weird... um, He had a really big hit, Red Right Hand, that was in the X-Files... Sound movie soundtrack and stuff, and have you heard it? You would know. 
I'm sure. I'm sure I would. But it's kind of interesting. Sounds interesting. Yeah, I'll probably talk about that next week because it's cool. Uh, Well, it's just a different perspective, you know. And I'm trying to lay out like a gaming schedule because I this is about gaming, and I do we do use board games and things like that. I've still been playing the Dragon Age pen and paper. Uh, RPG, which is helping because it's actually helping me write stories, basically. So it's helping me that way. And uh, I, my father, when I was like really young, I threw a tantrum, and I played a game on the NES called Crystallis, which is still my favorite game of all time. Which is weird because it's like an NES. People call it like a Zelda knockoff, but I really like the game. And I remember I threw a tantrum, and I don't know if he bought it for me, and I didn't know when I threw a tantrum. But anyway, I threw a tantrum, and the next week I got the game. It was right around Christmas uh, or my birthday. So um, it's on the Switch, the Nintendo Switch. You can get it as part of the SNK collection. So I want to play it again and see if it's as good as I remember. They usually aren't. But strangely enough, in Kotaku or something, they wrote an article all about the game. Somebody like did a retro replay and wrote this massive article about how great it was. I think you should play it again. And I think I should play it again. Because I was like, oh, yeah, I remember all that. So there's that. And then I'll probably play something... Uh, I'll probably play D&D or something and talk about that. Well, the Dragon Age thing is I'll talk about... Because my mom didn't like that I did that. So I guess by playing Dragon Age, I'm, I'm thwarting my mother. So, But I'll talk more about that. Um, yeah. And then you're welcome on anytime, baby. Thank so you. So I know... This was nice to... Yeah. It is kind of nice to talk about it. It's, it's just, you know, you go yeah. back and forth on it. Yeah, it's. I think the more you talk about it, the better. Mm-hmm. I think that's why Absolutely. the podcast helps because mm-hmm. our therapist is only once every week. Well, it's usually once every other week because he's mm-hmm. semi-retired, which I, I said in other podcasts. He's semi-retired. He sees us separately and then together as a couple. Mm-hmm. So, But it's good to just talk. I mean, all we're looking at is each other in the timer right now. So there's no, like there's nothing expected or we don't have a time limit where we have to leave or we don't have to wait and... You know, sometimes you have feelings in the moment. You don't feel like they go away or whatever, but you may want to talk about them. So It's good talking about this with you and sharing it with people. Yeah, well, you know, there's a lot of people out there think that they've gone through the same thing. You know, when my mom passed away, people that I followed on Twitter, one of them, his mother passed away too. It was probably like four months apart. So mm-hmm. when, you know, he went into detail about his mom passing away, it's like I really remember all that. You know, it really yeah. hit a chord with Ever me, since so. we gotten married it's like every year is a different every year has been a new death and heartache mm-hmm. um yeah later on i want to talk about my friend ben he passed away this year unfortunately uh but he was really good at uh board games in particular and he played pen and paper games he played video games not so much but a little bit and uh i want to see if i can get more people on so we're going to tax this one mic we have to see how many people we can get in the room and just talk about uh ben because he really was he, you know, he would do whatever you need done, and he was just a really nice guy. So He's I, I probably one of the best people I've ever met. Right. I want to talk about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Besides my husband, obviously. Oh, yeah, thanks. No problem. And then I'm second. That's good. No, um... <laughs> You're number one. Uh, um But, yeah, I do want to talk about Ben, his widow. I don't know if she's going to want to do it. It's too soon, maybe, I think. Uh, but... It sucks, you know. Um, mm-hmm. You know, grief sucks. But hey, we're in this together, guys. So Absolutely. just remember that. And All uh, us. yeah, and just remember, uh, get a therapist or talk to. Again, I recommend somebody licensed because yes. it would seem that the somebody unlic- that doesn't know you. Yeah, somebody doesn't know you because mm-hmm. that's something where they're going to see your side of the story, and mm-hmm. that's not really 
I mean, not not that it's bad for someone to hear you out, but like, you know, imagine leveling this all in your friend and they're like, I don't know. <laughs> but at least a therapist could say, oh, well, I have, you know, I deal in grief or I focus on grief and this mm-hmm. happened to me and this happened to our clients. And what you're, you know, just for somebody to say what you're experiencing is normal is kind of amazing. It is. When they say that, because you think, I don't know how to get through this. This is all special. I don't get it. And then mm-hmm. for them to say, listen, you're not the only one that's gone through this. And here's what you need to do. This may help. And mm-hmm. that was great. Mm-hmm. You know? And actually do it too. That's a thing. I think I'm a little bit slow, but I'm still trying to work on it. But just doing that and seeing the change is important. It's, it's a lot of weight that gets kind of lifted off more and more. Yeah, I think, I think when the therapist tells you you worry about certain things and the therapist says that's not your problem, just for someone else to say that is amazing. Because mm-hmm. your brain will make it your problem. Yeah. And then you're, and then and then someone says no, you don't need to worry about this. Like mm-hmm. it's a massive weight, and and to take them seriously because we've all been there. We're like, yeah, I know that's not my problem, but I still need to fix it, you know. And the therapist saying, mm-hmm. the therapist saying, no, it isn't your problem. You don't need to fix it. Leave it alone, and mm-hmm. then it feels great. So mm-hmm. yeah, so we'll see you guys next week, and uh, I mean we'll still talk about grief and everything, but I'll probably play a game or something and keep it a little bit lighter. So, yeah, Uh, have a good weekend, the rest of your weekend. Uh, We'll see you next week. Again, if you want to write to me, it's gwgjac at outlook.com. And, uh, yeah, leave a comment on the video that I post. Um, But the web web address is probably the best way. The Outlook email address is probably the best way to get a hold of me. So have a good weekend. Have a good weekend, everybody. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye.